0: welcome back to the Girl Covering Podcast. Today is a fun one because I have another guest on the podcast. So today I am sitting down with Patrick Mazurik, a fellow student entrepreneur and podcaster. Also, apologies in advance for the audio. It's the price to pay when filming in person with guests for the first time in a long time. But with that said... Hey, Patrick, you wanna
1: introduce yourself? Kelly, thank you so much for having me. I didn't know that you don't normally do guests though. This is a Yeah, I haven't done one in a while. Amazing, well, I'm happy to join you here today.
0: There you go, first one back. So maybe to start us off, do you want to tell me a bit about yourself and your story with mental
1: health? Absolutely, so my background starts back in high school because in high school I was a little bit of a degenerate. I liked to party a little bit too much, I was smoking a little bit too much and didn't get the best grades in school and eventually my dad sat me down. And my dad, just a little bit of a backstory on him. One of the smartest dudes that I've ever met, and yet he's working minimum wage jobs right now because he also messed around when he was younger. And so he gave me a bit of a foreshadow of what my life would look like if I kept up with that behavior. And he says, man, like I look back and I feel a ton of regret because I wish I did a little bit more. I wish I stayed in that one Saturday night to get the grade that would have got me into the school, that would have got me the job. I just wish that I did a little bit more and I didn't mess around as much. And that kind of shocked me. I'm really thankful that he gave me that information. But what I did with that was I overcorrected a little bit because now I started thinking, oh, there's this future version of me. I don't want to mess it up for him. I don't want to be 40 years old looking back and wish I did more. I'm going to do everything I can now. And so I think I mentioned to you, like, I was studying all the time. I started a few companies while in university. And Then I realized I was burning out and I wasn't enjoying the super fun stage of our lives that we're living in. Like we're 20 years old. We don't have a whole lot of responsibility other than going to school and maybe starting a startup company on the side. Like, I'm not taking the time to enjoy that and meet new friends and go out and have some fun and enjoy this fun stage of our lives that we're living and so i had that realization probably you know earlier this year actually and so yeah so that was really recently and now i'm at the point where i'm trying to find that balance right of still investing in my future self but not investing so much that it's taking away from the happiness of my current self and it's a tough balance like i'm still trying to find it uh, but I'm very open on social media about sharing, you know, my mistakes, the things that I'm learning on that path of, you know, I call that being happily discontent. Discontent because yeah. you're not where you want to be yet, but still happy with where you are today. Um, in terms of my experience with mental health, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this because I, I view there being like two two forms of mental health. There's okay. the clinical mental health, and that's more of an ongoing problem that people deal with every day. And then there's almost episodic mental health. And that's what I would say that I've, I would experience more because I haven't been diagnosed with anything. But I still have episodes where, you know, I am not having the healthiest thoughts, call it, you know, imposter syndrome, call it call it comparing myself to other people too frequently. And, you know, scrolling on social media and spending too much time, you know, wishing that I was somebody else. Even sometimes, like, I think my worst episodes are Sunday scaries and I'm just berating myself in my head about all the stupid things that I did the last night. And so there are these, there are these episodes that I go through where my health, my thoughts are not healthy. And so that's where I'm learning new mechanisms and new mindsets to deal with those situations. Um, and so that, that's what I would say my experience is. I haven't been diagnosed with anything that affects me every single day, but I would say three days out of the week, I definitely have some negative thoughts that creep in that I have to get better at dealing with.
0: Yeah. And I think that when you think of mental health, it kind of does break down into those two things, right? You have that clinical side that some people are diagnosed, Mm -hmm. but then people still deal with anxiety or things like imposter syndrome, like all the time. Like it (laughs) it is something that comes up pretty frequently. You don't have to be diagnosed with a mental illness or be slapped with a label to feel what you're Mm -hmm. feeling. So I think it's important to kind of distinguish those two things and realize that, again you don't need that men- that mental illness diagnosis to feel what you're feeling
1: exactly it was so well said right and i feel like that that prevents a lot of people from trying to improve their mental health because they're like oh i don't have a a problem i don't need to worry about it right but i think there's i think mental health is something that we should always be striving to improve like our brains govern a lot of the way that we (laughs) live our day-to-day lives, right? So let's make sure that the brain is as healthy as our bodies and everything else that we're working on, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, you have to take care of your brain Mm. like it is the rest of your body. Like, you go to the gym to work out. You have to go and do these Mm. things to train your brain to be healthy as well. But um, that's awesome that you've been able to take a step back and think of it that way. I think it's really hard for people to step back and realize they also have to take care of their brain. But you kind of talked about it a little bit, but when you think about what made you change your mind, was it that productivity-ness of, you know, wanting to change your mindset or was there really something that kicked in for you, like a catalyst that kicked in for you when thinking about changing your mindset and having this balance in your life?
1: And I, I think I see two kind of inflection points in my journey. The number number one was the conversation with my, with my dad that really put things into perspective. It's like, man, I need to consider the future a little bit more. Um, another big catalyst was this time of my life, I wasn't doing doing anything to better myself. And my mom got me this book for Christmas and I did that thing where you shake it and you're like, and I knew it was a book and I'm like, mom, like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not going to read a book. You know me. And I open it and the book was titled The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Oh yeah. And I had always read like, uh, fiction books. And I guess that just wasn't my gig because I opened this and I'm like, oh that looks interesting. And I started reading it. And I think from that point on my whole mindset changed because it was empowering me with all these different tools and these things that I could do to just get a little bit better every single day. And I think that that concept is just something that's really fascinated me is little things that you can do every day that on their own are nothing crazy. But when you add them up, they really become big down the line. And now I'm investing like maybe I feel like that's one of the best ways for me to deal with some of those episodes is like okay right now maybe I'm not where I'm at but let's do like I've got a ton of time ahead of me I'm in my 20s I got so much time ahead of me to do little things and make little improvements that maybe a few years down the line will get me to some to being somebody that I'm more proud of
0: yeah for sure and (laughs) I mean, I know you're talking about it. That definitely reminds me of Atomic Habits. Um, mm-hmm. That book is amazing. But it's my Bible. That's what I joke yeah, around. <laughs> same. But I think, you know, when you're sitting there and you're oh, like, I really want to get to this point. I don't know how. I feel like a lot of times we tend to think ourselves kind of into a hole. We just mm-hmm. get sad thinking about we're not where we're at. But I think one thing that's always helped me is you just kind of get up and you got to do it. Like mm-hmm. you just got to just start now because if you don't, you're never going to reach that point. Have you found that to be the case
1: as well? Absolutely. I think like... Progress is such an important part of my happiness, right? Like I I'll have those days like right now It's a St. Paddy's Day, right? So a year ago I would have not been doing really a whole lot and like yeah, you have a lot of fun But I think I have more fun on the days where like you do where you do both and like I have I make a little bit of progress And I have some fun, right? Like yeah. so making those changes and sorry doing those things that will will get me a little step forward that helps me feel so much better about myself. And I've definitely felt that that's one of the best ways to navigate those feelings where it's like, I'm not where I want to be yet. Well, it's like, okay, let me do something to make my situation better tomorrow than it is today. And that can be, those can be very simple things. And one thing I wanted to go back to earlier that we talked about, like, going to the gym as, like, one of the ways to help your body. Well, like, I, for our brains, like, I don't think, I think I ran into the problem of always trying to, like, consider, like, my my brain that way. Like, oh, I've got to work it out. Right. And I've got to, I've got to build these habits and I've got to read and I've got to make my brain stronger that way. One of the best ways to help your brain out is to do things that you enjoy doing and go out and have fun with your friends. Like, or I love playing hockey, like playing hockey fills my soul up. Right. And going and doing that is one of the best things that I can do for my brain. Right. So sometimes it's making progress, but a lot, sometimes it's just giving myself the space to do things that I enjoy doing as well
0: which is a great segue into my next question because mm-hmm. you know you talk about doing these things you love and also having time for work, like you said, mm-hmm. all these things that you're doing. So how do you balance you know school, entrepreneurship, but also having a social life and having these habits?
1: So I will say that a, you can't do it alone. And A, that comes from having a good support system. It also comes from having a ton of systems that I use. So there's a few apps that I use to organize my life. Like I would not be able, like I would forget so many things if I didn't, like write like 90% of the things down. Mm-hmm. So there's this concept that I learned on another podcast. I love it. It's called the idea of your second brain, right? So when you think about what your brain is, it's a thing that stores and uses information if you were to simplify it, right? So I have my like my second brain is all of the apps and notes and journals that I use to store information so that I can later use it, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I use something called Notion to like, and that... Whenever I have a thought or something I need to do from the business for school, even if it's like, oh, I need to get apples at the grocery store, all of that goes into Notion. I love Notion. (laughs) Notion is like for people listening, check out Notion. It's a little bit complicated at the beginning, but if you can figure it out, it'll save your life because I find when I get things out of my head and into this app, it clears up my mind. There's so so much. You can think
0: about so many other things and you get it out.
1: Right, and now I'm not worried. Oh, like, do I have to, like, am I missing something? I know that everything is in Notion and I can just take a little scroll through there and get a view of everything that I have going on. And it's like, okay, everything is up to speed. I'm going to do this today, blah, 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 right? And then another thing I find is super important is if you looked at my Notion, There's a lot of, there's a lot of things in there and it would be so easy to fill my whole day from 8am till 10pm with all things like I could fill that whole day, right? But is that smart? And do I do that? Absolutely not. Because I don't have 12 hours of good work in me. Right? So I think it's so important in terms of balancing things to like build in time to deliberately not work. Right? I believe that at every point, there's a, a match. Between your current like mental state and an activity that aligns very good with that. Sometimes that thing is work. Sometimes that thing is me going out and having fun on St. Patty's Day, yeah. right? And I I'm taking a f- like several moments throughout the day to just stop, zoom out from work for a second, and be like, where am I at right now? What is the where what is the match? Am I like am I still good to work or should I go for a walk and should I go? call one of my old friends that just popped into my mind or go eat some good food. That's, um, those two things, having the system, but then also building in time to not work is is I think so important so that when I am working, I have more energy and I'm, I like want to be there. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And people underestimate the power of a walk. Like they're, when you're working all day and you go for a walk, it literally resets you. And I like, it is after working a nine to five and wanting to like, I hated yeah. that because I felt like there were never breaks ever. I feel like going for a walk, taking breaks, like it's not something that's usually encouraged in a nine to five. And I'm sure as, as a fellow entrepreneur, you can understand that. But I think it's so important that if you don't take those breaks, you're not going to succeed. And you're not going to get what you want done anyways, but there is such a way to, to balance it. Like the nighttime could be for friends. The daytime could be for work. And, and then you have your breaks for mental health also.
1: Absolutely. And the nine to five, like, the 9 to 5 was invented during like the assembly line days where they had to have those set amount of hours cuz they needed to produce a set amount of things. And like when you're dealing with like physical things like that, yes, it makes sense, but your brain doesn't produce more ideas the more hours it works. There's almost sometimes an inverse relationship where like you're in the shower and your best ideas are coming to you, right? And you can have like a 10, 10 minute span where you're you're buzzing and all these good ideas come to you. And that's why I think Google and a lot of these tech companies have been smart and being like is a 9 to 5 the best way to work? Well, maybe not because you can't like people you can't put a time frame on when people produce good ideas, right? So why don't we give people a little bit more freedom to come into work when they want to and take a break when they need to because really like our our minds being in their most rested and healthiest and most comfortable state, that's when our best ideas come to us, right? Yeah. Like and it's also sometimes unproductive to work too much. Like, have you ever read, like, you you like to read, right? Yeah. And you read a page and you got to reread it because you just weren't <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. I would bet that you do that more often when you're tired than when you're, like, energized and, like, you want to be reading, right? Yeah.
0: Exactly. Like, when you want to be doing something, you're in it. You're right? there. But when you don't want to be there, especially at work, like, a lot of people don't work the jobs they want to, which sucks, but it's the truth you're, you're going to take more time to do tasks. It's not going to be fun. You could do way more if the job was actually fun and you'd be way better at it.
1: Exactly. And like, I think it would also be, we people would have more fun if they had more freedom over when to work. Like you had the same job, but you will now have the freedom to get up when you want to like show up to work. Like say, you know, I, I think it's especially more true for older people that have children. Like kid was up crying last night. I maybe need to sleep in a little bit and come to work a little bit later today. Or like you were working on something, you're up late, sleep in a little bit. Sleep is so, so important for our mental health, I think. And so like that job, take the same job and give me the freedom to have enough sleep and take breaks when I need to, i bet you that I'm going to enjoy that a lot more.
0: Yeah. It's amazing that organizations and businesses haven't tied into that yet. Like that is literally the key you can get everyone to want to be there but they will not do it because they think we've done this for so long why would we change it
1: exactly but i think the it's good that some of the big like kind of trailblazers that a lot of companies should aspire to be mm-hmm. in some ways like the, the googles and the and the facebooks like again in some ways you should aspire to but those are those are some of the big companies and they're the ones kind of setting this tone like hey Does the nine to five make sense? Or what if you just make sure your employees are happy? That will take you pretty far. Yeah,
0: I totally agree. But um, going back to the piece on habits, because I think habits, breaking bad habits and getting good ones, like it's very hard. There is a formula for it that works for some people, but there's a formula that doesn't work for others. So in your experience, because I know you've had lots of it, what's your best way to create habits that actually stick? And how do you, keep them from sticking over time and keeping that consistency
1: i've got the formula i honestly think i've got it it i think i've got it because what you mentioned there consistency like that is what building a habit is Mm -hmm. a habit is doing the same thing every day and the nice thing about it is the more days you do it the easier it gets that's a psychological fact that the more times you repeat something the more it becomes ingrained in your brain and it now becomes easier to do that same thing with less energy, right? Yeah. So that's a concept that really fascinates me because it's like, yo, what if I can take something that's really good for me? Like for you and I, posting on social media pretty frequently is good for our personal brands, right? But that's also a very scary thing to do. Yeah. But if I can habitualize that and make take that scary thing and over time make it a little bit less scary and a little bit easier on me, well that's that's a pretty powerful thing. But that's okay, that's my sales pitch on why <laughs> why they're good. But consistency is the essence of creating a habit, doing it every day. And naturally, we're not going to have good days. There's going to be days where you wake up and whatever it is that you said you you do, you don't want to do it because you don't have the energy and you just want to lie down and watch some Netflix or do whatever it is to avoid doing it. So that's why I think the key to building a habit is making it bad day proof. And what I mean by that is having a version of your habit that's much smaller and much easier to, for you to do on the bad days, right? So for example, journaling is a habit that you'd like to pick up and having the expectation that you're gonna journal for, you know, like 20 minutes or like write a whole page or three pages every night, like on the days you're feeling it, absolutely. But on the days that you're not feeling it, you're not going to want to pick up that journal. So I my tiny bad day version of that habit is to write one line in my phone, sometimes that line like the really tiny version is just me saying today was a good day today was an okay day blah 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 that is all I have to do and no matter how bad of a day I had I've had like no matter how down I'm no matter how bad like I'm down I can do that every day and so that and that keeps the consistency going because that teaches my brain hey we still did it today and I and I treat that the exact same as the days where I did I wrote three pages right yeah In my mind, it's like I did it today. I took a step forward. Some days the step is bigger than others, but if you keep taking steps forward, you're a gonna keep moving, and b your brain you're gonna get to you're staying consistent, and you get to leverage that power of shrinking the habit down because you did it every day.
0: That's smart, and you know what? I feel like I actually kind of do that, like with some other habits when I started. Trying to motivate myself to work out every day. There were some days I'd wake up, I wasn't feeling it. Yet. Right. You know, I would wake up at 7 a.m. in the morning, go to work out, and it's just like, mm, I'm not feeling it. So you do like a smaller form of your workout. Maybe like right. five, ten minutes. Like even if you could just do one move that day, maybe it's a couple of push-ups, maybe it's a plank or whatever One push-up. Yeah. That one counts. One push-up, it counts. And it still enforces that habit in your brain, like you said, even if it's a bad day.
1: Absolutely absolutely and then you keep it going and you're like you can check it off your list and be like okay i did my workout today and then eventually the more days that you do that the more often you're going to have those good days where you can do the full one right and it's just like you you need to have that tiny version in your back pocket because we all have bad days like i like even the highest performers they have bad days too so it's just about having something that you can do to still still check that box on the bad days as well
0: Yeah, 100%. One thing that I did want to talk about that we were talking about earlier was talking about confidence.
1: Confidence. It was a
0: huge, like, topic that we were talking about. And when we were talking about social media, we were both talking about, oh, we're kind of afraid to post more. So when you think of that fear, fear can obviously hold you back from doing amazing things. So you've made companies, you've posted before, you're posting a podcast now. So how do you personally get over that fear and find that confidence to do what you want?
1: I was gonna drop this nugget in my final, oh, in my final okay. thoughts, but you you got it out Just of me now. Up. Yeah. I had this breakthrough. I think like last week or two weeks ago, and because like this fear, for me it's this fear of judgment, right? Like what are other people thinking about these things that I'm doing, especially on social media when there are so many eyes on you. It's so so often I'll post something and then like Im- not immediately, but like a few minutes later, I'm like, oh my goodness, like I, have, are people liking it? Like I'm. Yeah. I, did, I, did I say it right? And what I started doing is I started reframing, cause like two things are gonna happen when I make that post. People are gonna like it and people are not gonna like it. Mm-hmm. And I started viewing that latter one, the people not liking it, as a very positive thing. Thank you so much for showing to me that you are not somebody that I should spend a whole lot of time with, right? Because, sorry, there's one important piece of this. If I am saying something that I'm passionate about, something that I believe in, something that I think is trying to help people, well, then I can't go wrong. Because if people like it, awesome. And if they don't, well, thank you for signaling to me that you're not somebody that aligns with the things that I'm passionate about and the things that I want to talk talk about, right? Like, why would I want to engage with somebody where I can't talk about those things. So thank you for signaling to me and showing me that you're not one of those people because now I can go take that time and energy and invest it into the people that are aligned with what I'm doing. And so it just it's this, what I've phrased it as is, care a little bit less and have a little bit more fun. So if you're going out, having fun, talking about the things that you want to, doing the things that you want to, and operating from this position of like, let's let's make some people happy, let's make some yeah. people laugh, well, you can't you can't go wrong because if people don't like it, well, then there's just people. There's so many people out there you can't please all of them. So thank yeah. you for showing me that you're the people that that um, are part of the other group, and yeah. I'll go spend my time with these other people.
0: And that can apply to so many things. Like that can apply to friendships. That can apply to. <laughs> to workplaces. Like if you think of an interview, you may put so much energy into it to people who don't really respect you. Even if you get the job offer, would you really want to keep going into that? Or like friendships, like that's why toxic friendships, toxic relationships happen all the time. And like, that's why I think it's important to just it's, it's hard, but mm-hmm. you have to put yourself out there to see what energy you get back in any facet of your life.
1: Exactly. And there will be, that's, that is the tough part, is there will be this kind of transition because I found myself where it's like, oh man, the people that I'm spending my time with, I don't feel like aligned super a whole lot with this direction that I'm going. And then it, now it's like, okay, well, I'm going to gonna go, I'm gonna have to go through this like transition period where I start to associate a little bit less with them and more with the people that are aligned, but that's not going to happen instantly, right? So I, like another way that I've, I've looked at this, I think it's a very easy way to grasp this is like you've got the ox at the party, right? And a lot of the time I would be super guilty of having the metaphorical ox and like looking around and be like, okay, like who's here? Like what, what, what should I play? right? Rather than being like, what do I want to play right now? Like, what is something that I want to hear? Like, and that's, that's the whole, like doing the things that you like to do, Have, like talking about the things that you want to, what song do I want to play right now? I'm going to play that. And same thing, two things are going to happen. Some people are going to be like, this is the best song ever. And they'll come and dance with you. And the other people will be like, this song sucks. Again, thank you for showing me that you're not somebody that I want to listen to music yeah. with. Right? Because why would I want to hang with you and listen to songs that I don't want, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's going to be that transition period where you decide to play the song and the people come over and dance with you. And so, but it's just like, it's that, that's a process that, that needs to happen. I think like it's, it's kind of like one step forward, one step back to take many steps forward. Like the people that you spend your time with are so important for like, I think how happy you are day to day. Because again, if you're suffocating the things that you want to talk about and like to do because the people that you're hanging with don't like to do those things, well, like how, how long can that go on for? Yeah. Right.
0: When you put that energy out into the universe, that it tends to come back to you. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Absolutely. Like,
0: when you're in any type of, you know, bad friendship, relationship situation, if you're putting that effort into somewhere where it doesn't belong, it will show you and then you're going to get it back from someone else. And I think that's something I definitely learned in the past year, especially. But I love that metaphor with the ox. Because yeah. I'm such a person walks auctioning party. I'm like, I'm going on ox. Yeah. This is where I found, find the people who are like the coolest. Right, exactly. So it's such a good metaphor. I love that. Exactly.
1: So just do what you want to do and the right people will come, right? Like yeah. go and talk about the things that you want. You're at the party and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to care a little bit less about what other people are thinking. And I'm just going to use... The things that I like to do, that's going to be my compass. And as I'm doing that, the people that vibe with it, it's like, okay, these are my new friends or like, these are, these are some friends. These are some people that I want to hang with because I, I put out my authentic self and they vibe with it. Well, it's nice to vibe with people that you can be yourself around, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. All right. Last question or maybe second last question. But if you were to go back and give a piece of advice to your first year
1: self, what would it be? So I was thinking about this question and I honestly, first year Pat had it down pretty good. Like first year Pat had some good balance. I think that was, I, I, I couldn't have scripted that year of my life any better. I would give some advice to third year Pat. And this was the Pat that was, was working too often, starting these companies, trying so hard. What it was, was I was trying so hard to be successful right now. And so what I would tell Pat is slow down, buddy. You've got so much time ahead of you and you don't want that success that comes right away. Like let's instead make little tiny steps, chip away, get a little bit better, keep fine tuning, keep refining and keep moving forward. And eventually you take enough steps forward, you're going to get to where you want to go. But let's not try to take a big leap right now because that's taking way too much time and energy out of our days parts of our days that we could be spending enjoying third year university at queens the best school in canada right like why why am i sacrificing that so slow down dude have a little bit more fun and take just take baby steps and eventually you'll you'll end up getting there
0: I would give that advice to first-year me. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. That would definitely be, like, first and second year, and then I kind of let up to that. But that's really good advice because people forget that. And I think so many people look at the goals, especially in high school, too. Mm. People look at they want to get into the school. Okay, now it's time. We need to get this job. It's all about what we need to do. But if you're not happy in these, like, prime time of your life, like, you're going to get a job eventually. Right. You're going to find success eventually. You're going to get everything you want when you settle down. That's going to be later in life. But right now, you will really have right now, like like you said earlier, like, you're not tied down to anything you're not settled down to anything so why not do
1: it now and i realized too like university is the only time where you're gonna get to live in a house with you know people the exact same age as you yeah. be idiots and sleep in till noon one day and like you're up late like just doing whatever like you know the nonsense that happens when you're living okay. with students right like I'm never gonna have that again. Like when I'm when I'm in my late 20s, like I maybe have a roommate or two, but like we're gonna have jobs and we're gonna have to be more more normal, right? This is such a cool part of our lives. So like enjoy it, slow down. Like you that's a that's an idea that's really been resonating with me. It's just like how much time we have ahead of us. And that's another thing that I, I'd like to do on the days where I'm like where I'm not feeling my best and I'm not feeling super confident, um, is I'll look back at all the other times I've had these days and how far that I've come. Like you said, looking at your old podcasts mm-hmm. and looking at, you know, how much you've changed since then. So when did you start recording this podcast?
0: Uh, first
1: year. First year? Yeah. So that's would be three or four years ago?
0: That would be, yeah, four years
1: ago. Four years ago? So you look back at how far you've come. Now you project that same growth forward a few years. It's like, wow, it, like even four years from now. I'm going to be, what, 26 years old, and I'm going to have all of these things figured out. And then, you can, like, we have so much time, mm-hmm. to, like, to correct these little flaws and things. Like, there's there's so, so much time ahead of us. Have fun with it and take baby steps to make four years from now, Kelly, a tiny bit better than right now, you know? Yeah,
0: and, like, we're in our early 20s. Right. Like, people think that, oh, it's like, it, if you do not live out your early 20s, like, the rest of your life's done it doesn't mean that at all. Like, you still have, like, the rest of your life. Like, think about your life now. Like, you've lived 20 years. and 20 years, are going to be 40. And then you have another 20 years after that. Like, there is a very long life to live. But, like, you know, now is also the time, like you said, work on those habits because that's the time that you're going to get in your life to actually do that. And you can't really do anything wrong in this time of life because you're you're always going to be learning. And I, I think I made a TikTok about it where I said you have to make mistakes constantly. Yeah, You're not going to sure. learn if you don't. Like, you can't go through life and not make a single mistake or else – You're going to be boring. You're not going
1: to learn anything. (laughs) Right. You
0: kind of have to do that over time too.
1: Absolutely. No, that's, that's great advice right there. Go make some mistakes because you learn from everyone that you make too. Yeah. That's awesome advice.
0: All right. I'll give you a chance now to kind of give any closing remarks and also plug your podcast and, and, you know, list where listeners can find and connect with
1: you. Absolutely. So as I gather my thoughts to the podcast, I mentioned earlier, Happily Discontent, and it's about me trying to find that balance between investing in my future self and still staying young and having fun and enjoying this part of my life. So it's basically how I explained it the other day was like, I, I like to read the books like Atomic Habits, Think Like a Monk, some of these personal growth books, but I feel like they're almost geared towards people later in their lives. So I take the same concepts and apply them to this younger lifestyle of you know partying on the weekends, sleeping in sometimes, Taking some time in the afternoon to be deliberately not productive. Same concepts to the younger lifestyle. I try to keep the podcast nice and short, right around ten minutes, so people can listen to it. You know, during times of the day where they're not doing a whole lot anyway. It's tough to sit down and listen to a, a full hour long podcast, so I try to keep it short. And my closing remarks to kind of tie some things together here. I think. I think again, we've been, we've been a little bit circling back to this idea of you know slowing down. We've got so much time. Even if you're not where you want to be right now, that's so okay. Take some time to to work out your brain a little bit, either by taking little steps, baby steps, as small as you need to, to move forward, but then also taking time to do the things that you like to do, to enjoy this fun stage of our life. And I would really encourage people to really reflect on you know what are the things that i like to do what are the things that i like to talk about and start doing those more often as a little bit of a test like am i spending my time with the right people cuz if i can't talk about these things with the people i spend my time with well that's that's suffocating your happiness a little bit so go out do those things and the right people will come and yeah we got so and if that doesn't work right away we got so much time to to fine tune and figure all that out
0: well there you go thank you so much patrick for coming on the podcast i'll make sure to link everything in the description of this episode so everyone can find you beautiful but yeah with that said thank you so much again for joining me and thank you for joining on the girl covering if you want to follow along this podcast on tiktok and instagram it's at the girl covering and we hope that you take care of yourself and have an amazing rest of your day
1: thank you so much for having me of course